6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, we know certainly over the past number of weeks, all eyes have been on the war in Ukraine and the mass exodus of people leaving that country. Getting them to a safe country has been a priority for many organizations, including Amon Laura. It's a nonprofit organization of veterans, former interpreters and volunteers who, as they say, get good people out of bad places. Now, since its inception, it has helped get thousands of people out of Afghanistan And now it is working on helping Ukrainian refugees. But there are some glaring differences in the process. Brian McDonald is the executive director of Amanlara. He joins us now. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks. Great to be with you today. Give me a little bit of uh, background on the organization. How did it start? Well, this started, you know, in in the crisis in Afghanistan. I mean, of course, Canada had a 10-year military mission there. So tens of thousands of Canadians served in Afghanistan, and a lot of those people had direct contact with the Afghans that worked to support our war effort there. So, you know, those were interpreters, those were people that worked on our camps, and of course their families. And, you know, we've been trying to get them out of Afghanistan for a long time, but we all saw those terrible scenes Mm -hmm. of people trying to get out of Afghanistan during the fall of Kabul. And that's when Amin Lara was born. It was was born of, as you've said, a a group of veterans, former interpreters and volunteers that wanted to help these people and and try and get them to safety. So we've been working now for, I guess, seven or eight months to get people out of Afghanistan. We have a pretty good rate of of success now, but there's still 10,000 people in Afghanistan on our list that we need to get out. And so as the Taliban continues to tighten its grip on that country and on the people who live there, you know, you take a look at the more and more uh, restrictions being placed, especially on uh, women and girls, you know, more announced just uh, this past week on education. Girls can only go to school to grade six. How uh, increasingly desperate is the situation there? Yeah, it's getting worse. And and we were, you know, we feared that this might happen. Uh, You know, that when the Taliban took over they had to consolidate their power and and that's taken them a few months but now they're getting to a place where they're you know bringing forward these these pretty draconian measures like the fact that uh, you know girls cannot go to school anymore i mean it's really heartbreaking and that's why we're still working hard to, to try and get those people to Canada if we possibly can so Brian McDonald joining me this afternoon Brian when Russia invaded Ukraine the organization also pivoted to help Ukrainian refugees as well, including getting some of uh, children uh, with cancer flown back to sick kids in Toronto. Give me an idea of what the work moving Ukrainian refugees has entailed. Is it very similar? Well, I guess, you know, different countries, obviously, and different politics around it. But uh, what does that work look like? Well, you know, when when the war in Ukraine broke out, we we kind of looked at ourselves in the mirror and said, you know, we've got a skill set here. We, we have uh-huh. learned how to, like you say, get good people out of dangerous places. And so we thought, well, we can help in Ukraine. And so uh, it's, it's important to remember that Canada had a military mission in Ukraine as well uh-huh. for about seven years, right? So there's the same kinds of people in Ukraine, people that were interpreters or worked with the Canadian contingent and their families. So we've, we've built a list of those people and we've already been successful in getting them a few of them out. And also, you know, we, we've been trying to help people with a connection to Canada, and that's how this thing came about with Sick Kids Hospital. We, we learned, you know, again, we all saw those terrible images of, yeah. of hospitals being bombed in Ukraine. And uh, so we got connected through Sick Kids to a, a clinic in Poland. And right now, Ukrainian officials are 
are moving children into those hospitals to this clinic in Poland. And when the children get there, they're assessed. And depending on their medical needs, they're put into hospitals in Poland or through Europe. But we're able to take some of the pressure off the system by bringing a few of them to Canada. So we've now brought, I think, six children and their families uh, to Canada in three different lifts. And we're, we're, we're going to keep doing that as much as we possibly can. Brian, um, there I was going to say there's a dramatic difference in the in in the ease of um, the transfer or the movement of people, um, say uh, Ukrainian refugees to Canada compared to Afghanistan, uh, people in Afghanistan, Af- Afghan refugees trying to get to Canada. Can you outline, you know, the, the, what you're dealing with on that front, what you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, they are two very different situations, and, uh, you know, that's caused a lot, a lot of challenges. I mean, Afghanistan is, is a more complex problem in, in a lot of ways, and which is kind of ironic because the war is in Ukraine right now. The war is over in Afghanistan. But, of course, you know, the first thing is you're dealing with the Taliban. So if, if people, you know, the people on our list that are trying to get out, you know, the majority of them don't have passports. So we're asking those people to go to an office that's controlled by the Taliban mm-hmm. and apply for a passport. And so they have to, as you do, you have to give your information, your address, your name, your date of mm-hmm. birth, all that stuff, and that of your family and your children and your fingerprints. they <laughs> got to give that to a, a Taliban-controlled office in Afghanistan. And, of course, it's like waving a red flag to say, oh, by the way, I would like to leave Afghanistan. I mean, it draws a lot of attention. So it's a very dangerous thing we're asking to do. And, and the challenge is really... That's the first step. And then then usually we, we evacuate them to a third country, so not directly to Canada, to another country. And so usually they need a, a visa to get there, so they have to go through that process. And then, of course, we have to move them out. That's another challenging step, although, frankly, we're, you know, we're pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the, it's the easy part. It's working with these layers of, of government administration. Uh, that are all external to Canada. That's that's a big part of the challenge. Could Canada? Could 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 the Canadian government do a better job? Make it easier to get um, our Afghan refugees here. Uh, and I know even Ukraine, some of the Ukrainian refugees having challenges with with their their paperwork and, and that sort of thing. But it just seems like there's quite the difference. Yeah. Well, you know, the government of Canada, in in, in the case of Afghanistan. They, they're considering, considering the Afghans refugees. So, you know, the good side of that is that when they get into the refugee system, they actually have a lot of support. So, for example, when they come to Canada, they, they have some resettlement funding. They're, they're taken care of by a network of government contractors across Canada to get them into accommodation. So the, the Afghans that have come to Canada more or less are pretty well taken care of through that system. So that's the good side. The bad side is the application process to be a refugee mm. is a lot more difficult because these are becoming now permanent residents of Canada. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more administration required. In Ukraine, the government, probably because of the lessons in Afghanistan, made a different choice. They say that Ukrainians that want to come to Canada are on a, a visa, a traveler's right. visa, for three years. So the application process is is a lot faster. There's still, frankly, there's still some hurdles in that process mm-hmm. too um but ukrainians can come to canada a lot faster which which they're able to do a lot of them on their own right i mean if you're if you flee ukraine and you get to a, another country like poland and you get your visa to canada you basically go to the airport and you hop on a plane and you come to canada i mean mm-hmm. it's it, that part is relatively easy 
The challenge the Ukrainians are finding is that they're not in this refugee process, mm. and so they're they land in Canada, and then there's no support for them. So the support is being filled by community groups and family members and that sort of thing. But it's one of the challenges we're looking at because if we want to bring large numbers of Ukrainians over, what's going to happen to them when we get them to Canada? So we've got to, you know, we normally don't handle, Amunlar gets people out. We don't traditionally handle the resettlement because like I say, that's, that's part of an established process in Canada. But for the Ukrainians, we're going to have to look at that. So, so Brian, I mean, first off, the cost to move people, I'm almost out of time here, but the cost to move people yeah. is, is, is a lot. I mean, let, let's be real. There's, there's, there's money that has to go along with this. But then if, you yeah. know, we're talking on the Ukrainian side as well, is, is trying to support those who, are, who, who come here who don't fall like the Afghans do under the, the refugee program. Right. I mean, right. I, what does that cost look like and how can people help? Well, number one thing they can do is, is go to our website. It's evacuations.ca, evacuations, plural, .ca. They can go on there and they can look at our work in Afghanistan and in Ukraine, and they can make a donation there. And we really encourage people to do that. I mean, the reason we're able to do our work is because Canadians have been generous and, and, and made donations. So um, that's a huge part of it. I mean, to move a person out of a country is about a 1000 bucks. Uh-huh. which is really not bad, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. that's not too bad. Uh, getting them to Canada is more expensive, but that, getting them out of the danger zone, that's about $1,000. So, it, you know, that money goes a long way. Brian uh, McDonald joining me this afternoon. Brian, I want to thank you for uh, for taking the time and kind of shedding some light on the situation in both countries and the work that Amon um, Laura is doing. want you to know if there's anything that I can do on my end, just get in touch, okay? Wonderful. Thank you so much. And- If people go to evacuations.ca, they can help us out that way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Brian McDonald from Amon Laura. Again, the website is evacuations.ca. So again, two very different processes, right? Two very, very different processes. In the end, still challenges on both sides.